1: Welcome back to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. Joining me on the program now is Paolo Gregoletto from Trivium. What's happening, man? Uh, not
0: much, man. Just uh, having a nice break down here in Florida and uh, getting ready to think about getting down to Australia
1: and playing some some tunes for everyone. Yeah, we're all looking forward to it. Well, you know, you've just announced uh, that tour within Flames for November, and it's going to be your second trip here this year since, you know, Soundwave. So, you yeah. know, you must really like us down here or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, Australia has been very, very good to us for almost now the last decade. So, um, definitely a place that whenever we get the opportunity to come down, we never say no. You know, we really enjoy it there. So, finally coming back for a headliner after five years, it's definitely exciting for us. Um, Going to start taking around ideas for what the set list should be and, figuring all that stuff out. I'm very excited for Inflames to be coming down with us. I think that's just truly the icing on the cake for the tour, not
1: only as fans of Inflames, but as good friends of the guys as well. That's awesome, man. Like, uh, you know, we don't get tours like that that often. Obviously, we get Soundwave, but, you know, a double header like yeah, that, that's, that's awesome for us down here all the way down in Australia. So it's, it's definitely going to be – one show not to miss for any metalhead. It's it's going to be huge. So, uh, you yeah. know, the tour announcement, it, it came out of nowhere and, you know, got a lot of people excited to see you guys again. So, w- what have you got in store for us on this run?
0: Uh, I mean, it's kind of covering, try to cover as much from all the albums as possible. And, you know, obviously we want to maybe play a couple new ones that we didn't do at Soundwave. Uh, I think that'll definitely be something we think about, but kind of just making the best set list possible and you know hopefully play as much as possible and I think between our set and in flames it's going to be a great night for just coming out and having a good time at a heavy metal show and like you said it the tours don't seem to come down as often I mean we had kind of a run for a few years where we would come back for headliners more often but I think you know Soundwave awesome festival but it's different when you're doing, like, Soundwave and then a headliner. It's just been so long, and, you know, every time we'd come down, we'd always be asking AJ, be like, man, we want to do a headliner again, a headliner again, and, you know, it's awesome. He was able to get it together, and even cooler that In Flames is with us. Hell yeah,
1: man. It's it's going to be awesome. And and you're playing the Tivoli in Brisbane, which is one of our best, best venues. venues. <laughs> you know, it's, it's... Yeah. I think we played know.
0: there the last time we did a headliner, which
1: is... That was an awesome, awesome show. I remember. Yeah, it's got a good sound in the room, and it's just—I think it's like a hundred years old, but it's like, it's amazing, and it's going to be so cool to see you guys uh, in that in that room again. So, uh, have you toured with you've toured with before, right? Yeah, we've done many many tours in the U.S. and in Europe as well. So we got a, a good history with those guys. Do you guys have, like, uh, any friendly competition between the bands to help, like, pass the time on the road?
0: Honestly, on, like, the last U.S. tour the competition, we just honestly would go and hang out and, you know, just drink beer, eat good food, enjoy our time. And that tour was actually one of the best tours we'd done in a couple years in the States. So, uh, yeah, I'm expecting the same down in Australia, you know. we, Me and Matt like to... Uh, we scout out all the places to eat and drink down there, you know, every time they come down. So we got a few places we want to take in flames out to
1: see what they think. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. Well, do you have like a, a favorite restaurant shop or maybe a hangout in the world that you, you know, make an effort to stop up when, when you're passing through? Well, one in particular, actually, that we
0: found actually just like throughout Australia, since we've been coming down there, like, over the years, it's just become such a great place for really, really amazing food, All like in every city. And one of the best spots we went to is this spot in Melbourne called uh, – I think it's called Chin Chin. You know, it's like this Asian fusion. And we had to – we had to we were there for a few days in Melbourne this last tour, and we had to, like – you had to show up at, like, 5. I don't even think there was, like, a reservation in. It gets packed from, like, 6 o'clock on, and you're, there's no way you would get in. So we had to go there, and we had to wait. We went in. It was amazing. Uh, we kept, we actually kept in touch with the people, which is something we like to do when we go overseas. So when we come back, and you know, we might hit them up. And a lot of times, you find that people that work at restaurants are also into music. Yeah. You, know, you see a lot of the chefs back there. They're all tattooed up, piercings. So it's kind of a you know weird way of crossover with that culinary scene and like even with music. So we end up finding a lot of music fans through that and make friends along the way, and then they end up giving us recommendations on other places to go, like maybe a cool club or, you know, somewhere to check out in the city, and that's how we kind of find our way around. And it's really helped us to explore more and get off the kind of usual thing of sitting in a hotel room or just sitting at the venue all day. Yeah, for sure. And that's – it's strange, isn't it? A lot of chefs on our metalheads. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we've met so many people that are just – music is also, like, their other passion, or they play music as well, and they just happen to be amazing chefs or servers at at restaurants, and just, it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess maybe the places we're going to is kind of geared more towards eccentric people or people that are into food that's outside of the normal, I don't know, normal taste for people, but we definitely are always trying to find new places, and, you know, now a lot of fans recommend us stuff now because they know we're all into that so we get so many recommendations of places to go or people will be like oh come in i work at you know this ice cream place and you have to try something you know you never know we'll show up you know especially if you offer us something free like ice cream there's a very good (laughs) chance
1: you know we might just pop in and take you up on that offer (laughs) (laughs) well uh yeah that's all our listeners will be all uh send you emails now
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to vet it. Make sure they're not having us go to some sketchy location.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Google it first. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you, you're a hardworking band. You know, you always seem to be on the road. Do you find it it's hard getting back to, say, normal everyday life after an extensive tour? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is. I'm, the last year's been a pretty
0: grueling. For us, we we were out for like seven months, and in between each tour was about four or five days or less, so we never really had a chance to kind of decompress ever. It was kind of unpack, clean your clothes, pack up, and leave again, so now we're kind of having this break, and it's really nice, but at the same time, I got to, like, stay busy and I have to do stuff Mm. because, like, it's hard for me to just kind of, like, lay around all day. I mean, every now and then I'll have a day where I just chill, but... I find myself working on music or thinking about what I want to do on the next tour and stuff like that. So I'm always, I mean, I think all of us are like that because we're always in touch about stuff. I live three hours South of Corian map, but we're always talking about what what we're going to do for the next tour or, or the new album or stuff like
1: that. And that's always something going through our heads, even when we're supposed to be taking a break. It's always there. It's that passion, I guess. It's yeah, a, it's definitely. what drives you really. Hey. Yeah.
0: I mean, we enjoy we really enjoy what we do and you know it's definitely not we're very thankful to not just have like you know the the normal job or that this is like just a phase in our life i mean we're really into it really excited to get the chance to keep doing this stuff so you kind of like never want to turn that off i i don't know i enjoy it still so you know i still have that excitement for touring and for new albums and you know what could lie ahead you never know and that
1: it's something that always drew me to want to play music and want to be in a band. That's awesome to hear that, you know, you, you still love it after all these years, you know. So mm-hmm. your latest album, Vengeance Falls, re- was released last year, and uh, it's, it's such a great album, man. Do you, do you find that, you, you know, man. when you go back over that material live or, or listen to it that you gravitate to, you know, certain tracks depending on your mood, or, or do you have a track that you love the most that you like playing live? Yeah,
0: I mean, we haven't had a chance to play, I think we've played maybe three tracks off the record live, and I definitely would like to get a couple more in, I mean, we're not going to have a, a lot of touring left this year to play a lot of them, but, you know, there's definitely songs when I listen through the, the record now, you know, I think certain songs just kind of fit the mood I'm in, and I felt like that was one thing we, we wanted to do, is make sure that each song kind of had its own vibe, as well as, sitting together as an album collectively but you know the ones that we have played live brave the storm strife uh through blood dirt and bone i mean i think they've been some of the best songs in the set and i think they translated very well live and i think people appreciated them a lot more after hearing us play it live that was like one thing i got like feedback wise from people that saw us this past year is that the new songs sound even better live so that was a, a nice thing to hear
1: yeah, I, I, I've definitely found that, like where there's been an album that I've I've been listening to, and then I'll go see the band, and there'll be certain tracks that, it, you know, affect me differently after I've seen them play it. Like, it'll just click, yeah. and you'll just love that song.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed seeing bands live and kind of the take on the songs, you know, takes on a new life. So maybe something that we didn't... I don't know, it's weird. When we play a song, I mean, we don't play with a click track or anything. So sometimes Mm. parts maybe push and pull a little bit depending on how we're playing it, which I've always liked. I like that we can kind of pull back on a song and play a part a little bit slower or maybe speed it up a little bit live. And maybe that gives it just a more energetic and natural feel live, you know, than from the record. So it's kind of cool. I think it's cool that people can come out. And I mean, obviously we play the songs as is, but there's still a slight subtle difference in, Mm. You know, if a crowd's really going off, sometimes that can affect. With us, you know, we get really amped up, and it even, you know, takes that song to another level because of it.
1: Speed it up. <laughs> Find yeah. that sometimes he would just play things faster because the energy in the room's just insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we have a lot more control over like, you know, keeping the songs at a good speed. But I listen back to old live tracks and like just crazy thinking like, man, we're playing this way too fast. You know, like things would just get out of hand, but you're just so amped up to be up there. Now you're kind of like in the back of your head, you're like, it might feel like it's slow, but it's not. <laughs> you just have to kind of not even think about it. It's like when you, uh, it's weird. Sometimes like if you're running on a treadmill and you're listening to a song, it's not really that slow, but then it feels slow. It's like the same thing, probably your your heart probably fast, and it makes you think everything's way too slow. And then, then it goes warp speed. You have to kind of fight the urge to go quicker.
1: Especially <laughs> for the drummer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've
1: always found that with drummers, they always like speeding up things when they when they get going. <laughs> so, yeah. um, well, this year, you know, so far has, has been also a great year for album releases. You know, uh, heaps of good albums. Uh, is there has there been a personal favourite of yours so far? Oh, man, so much that comes out.
0: I'm trying to think. I always draw a blank when I get these questions. I think of, like, everything I've been listening to, and then I'm just like, I think the new Overkill record was pretty awesome, if I remember correctly. They always put out great records, so that's always a good go-to band if, you know, they have a new record out. I've I've always really enjoyed that band, probably my favorite thrash band. So it's so many good records that come out. You know, I like the King 810 record, King 810, however they say it. Yeah, that's great, too, yeah. Uh, That's very different. You know, it's a very different record, and I've, I enjoyed it. Just first, I had no idea what to think of the band. And actually, disclaimer, our manager managed them as well. And, you know, I wasn't sure about them at first. And mm-hmm. I think getting to see them live at Mayhem, actually hearing the record, hearing kind of the layering and the the different stuff they have, that, that was probably one of the more exciting records that I've heard from a new band this year. Just just different, you know, and There's so many bands coming out. I mean, it's even hard for me to just even comprehend how many releases came out this year that I haven't even heard yet. And sometimes you just need something that's really out of left field to kind of capture your attention. And that was one of them.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I found it really poetic.
0: Yeah, um, it was funny. I didn't really have a frame of reference of, like, some of the stuff of, like, the more spoken word, but someone mentioned kind of like Leonard Cohen. And then when I heard that, I'm like, all right. Kind of makes sense. I don't know if that was like an influence on those kind of things, but it's kind of cool. It adds another dimension to it, and I just love when people take chances with stuff. I mean, but been something you know, we always try to do each record is mm. not kind of totally reinvent what we do, but you know, ha- have something different, add something new in, and you know, I think it usually leads to really good results because you know you don't know what you're capable of unless you go out there and try something new or something different and I think we've had some of our best successes from just doing that, just kind of going with where our heart's at at the time. You know, you can look back and see, like, well, maybe that one didn't work out, but then maybe this one really did work out. So you kind of get both both of those things, but you got to try it. You never know unless you yeah, give it a go. Mean, yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, I think of all the albums, probably, you know, one song I could point to that really was true. I think In Waves was a very different song coming off of Shogun, Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that was a good example of, you know, kind of just going a little bit left field and, you know, it's become one of our most popular songs. I mean, we can even end our set now with it. It's become pretty popular amongst the fan base. It's kind of a unanimous thing that if we end with that song, it you know, that's something that people would enjoy. So you never know. You just got to try things. And that's something we're always always thinking about trying to, come up with new ideas when we're writing stuff. Like, even now, you know, we're always trying to be like, well, what's something new we can throw in here that
1: will give this album its own thing? Definitely, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, what's next for you dudes after the trip, Danny?
0: Uh, I think that's it for the year, Um, and maybe for the album. So, from what I've been told,
1: this probably could be the last tour for Vengeance Falls, and if it is, it's going to be a great way to end it. Definitely, man, and I think you guys are going to have a great time because everyone's talking about this tour. Like, as soon very, as it very yet. pumped for it. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I am too, can't man. All my, all my mates, uh, everyone I know, it's just it's going to be hectic. We're going to go to the track. Villainy thrives from Vengeance Falls. Now, oh. thanks so much for hanging with us tonight, man, and we'll see you on Wednesday, November nineteenth, at the Tivoli in Brisbane. Can't wait, man. We'll see you there. Planning on traveling this summer.